1: Hello and welcome to Netflix, your weekly guide on what to binge this week. I'm Helen Daly and I'm delighted to welcome friend of the show, Callum Crumlish, back this week.
0: I'm back once again and we will be discussing part two of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and I'll be letting you guys know what Ambrose star Chance Podomo thinks of the action.
1: And if you like me and haven't watched any of the show, Callum's going to try to convince me why it's the show to binge on.
0: And as ever, we're going to be giving you guys the lowdown on all the other shows you absolutely don't want to be missing, which are all right there on Netflix.
1: Because after all, there is more to TV than just Game of Thrones.
0: Stay tuned to find out more.
1: Right, I'm going to start by saying one thing and one thing only. Nothing can ever beat Sabrina the Teenage Witch.
0: You're, you're half wrong. Um...
1: No, i'm fully <laughs> correct
0: <laughs> it's really the teenage witch is a timeless classic that will never be beaten you are correct however i think uh the chilling adventures sabrina brings the characters into a new different like sort of a modern weird teenage era whereas okay. teenage witch which i've recently binged the entire seven seasons by the way no joke <laughs> yes um <laughs> it is amazing and will never ever be beaten but yeah this is a whole new take on it and i think it's really really good and strange
1: So I will start by admitting to you listeners that I've never seen one episode of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, even though that's what this podcast is about this week. And it is only because I can't bear myself to have my perceptions of the show completely changed. Because for me, there is no other greater actress in this world and this planet than Melissa Joan Hart. And no one can ever convince me otherwise.
0: She's an absolute treasure. And, you know, you wouldn't be... <laughs> no one would judge you for saying that because Chilling Adventures is kind of a hard sell. It's a lot about Satan and hell and all of these like weird, heavy topics. But it's, it's really worth a watch. And I'm going to convince you today that you should start it.
1: I mean, it's a bold mission.
0: Here we are. We're not leaving this room until it happens.
1: Okay. <laughs> Fine, I give up. Um, yes, no, but seriously, though... I don't understand why in the first place they felt the need to remake it. Is it a remake?
0: No, it's a reimagining. And it's based on the comics which came out in the early 2000s called The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, where it's a lot more about the witches and it's got this American Horror Story vibe where it's all empowering women in magic and weird stuff like that. Um, Yeah, it's a whole different thing.
1: Okay, but... So that came after The Teenage Witch, right? Correct. If my timelines are correct. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... Was that inspired then by Sabrina the Teenage Witch, or is it just a coincidence?
0: I guess so, yeah, because it was obviously an Archie's comics comic years and years ago, and that was the Teenage Witch, and really lighthearted and everything, and then, yeah, Chilling Adventures comic happened, which is this whole new vision, and that came after the Teenage Witch series as a whole, there's a whole lot of <laughs> well, things going on here.
1: Okay, so why why should I watch Chilling Adventures?
0: Um, it's just like nothing else on TV right now, which is a really stupid sta- statement, but The magic isn't really in your face and um, sort of Harry Potter-esque. It's quite dark uh, visually and aesthetically. All the sets are really well designed. The characters are really brooding and quite Shakespearean in the way they talk. And uh, it's just a bit weird from everything else. The closest thing you can compare it to is Riverdale, which is uh, produced by the same people um, from the CW.
1: Right. But does Sabrina just point her finger and then magic happens
0: unfortunately she does not they have <laughs> no. it, it looks like they've steered well clear from the same sort of tropes that teenage witch began
1: but that's what made it great i
0: know i know it was like
1: a little bit naff but you believed <laughs> it and then i I used to wander around my house as a little girl just like ping ping like talking to my little like cat cuddly toy thinking it was salem
0: there's a good a good amount of references to the teenage witch but it's definitely an absolutely 100 percent different show
1: salem's said it right
0: he is in it and he's very different in a really cool way i can't spoil but it it
1: sounds sinister <laughs> he's still a cat right
0: he is a cat but he's right. also a familiar so therefore he's like kind of a demon which is this whole oh, like okay. weird undertone that everything in the show has now it's really good
1: okay so Tell me, where are we at with season two? We started season one, I'm guessing, has set things up.
0: So, yeah. So this, uh, strangely, Netflix has done the Sabrina, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina in parts. So it was part one last year. Sorry,
1: like the OA. Yeah, like the OA. (laughs) And this year it's
0: part two. And uh, parts three and four are on their way. So at the end of part one, a big thing happens. I shan't spoil for you because you're going to go home and watch it all. Uh, and. Part two begins directly after that, and uh, sort of the repercussions of what this choice has done to the family, the Spellman family, and Sabrina's friends, and that sort of uh, avenue of narrative. And um, yeah, and on top of that, there's a big mystery going on. Uh, Ambrose is embroiled in a lot of weird subjects, and loads of mystery, loads of intrigue, lots of dark uh, what's the word, dark magic, and all sorts going on.
1: So in terms of the cast, have has everyone back, come back for season two?
0: Correct, yeah. It's basically the started exactly the same day as the other sh- as part one has finished, if that makes sense.
1: Got you, yeah. Um, so I understand that you caught up with Chance. Tell me more about that.
0: I caught up with Chance Podoma, who plays Ambrose in the series. And Ambrose sort of mimics the character which Salem played in The Teenage Witch in that he's trapped in the Spellman house for 100 years. He's not a cat. He's just trapped in the Spellman house. But Same it's not, sort of thing. It's not
1: as lovable.
0: <laughs> it's not as lovable. You are correct. But that's the kind of role he plays. And uh, he sort of plays the uh, devil's advocate, if you'll forgive the pun, uh, to Sabrina. Every kind of idea she has, he he's been saying to her throughout part one, you know, that's a bad idea. Don't use your magic to raise the dead. Why would you do that? What's wrong with you?
1: Wait, she has that idea?
0: Yeah, she has plenty of bad ideas. So then Ambrose says, don't do these things and they all go horribly wrong and he gets the bad end of it. So I spoke to him about part two and he says, kind of things get worse for Ambrose. Like he goes through the ringer, he said. Um, She makes more bad decisions and he sees the worst of it. But he sort of finds a solace in the bad guy of the show which is uh father blackwood who is the headmaster of the academy of unseen arts it, it, it goes very deep
1: <laughs> i am lost
0: <laughs> um so father black blackwood he is a uh sort of He's a he's a high up person in the Church of Night the 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 wi- the witch church that sort of goes on and uh he's taken Ambrose under his wing and that seems like a really good thing but then as the series progresses in part 2 you kind of see maybe he hasn't got Ambrose's best intentions at heart. Um yeah, it's a lot of weird double backing back and forth backstabbing going on.
1: Okay, so what I'm getting here is that Sabrina might not be as pure and innocent and lovable and wonderful and fantastic and I'm going on a tangent as Melissa Joan Hart's teenage witch. Correct. So she, is she Is she a bad guy?
0: Uh, that's kind of left up to your Well, she wants to opinion. raise the dead. Well, it, <laughs> you know, she kind of wants to do it for a good reason at some point. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. You know, she wants to help out a friend who's maybe lost a loved one and she thinks, oh, maybe I'll just bring him back from the dead. That's fine. And then in part two, like they go into other stuff like that, morally ambiguous magic, and yeah. So
1: Ambrose is a good guy.
0: Yeah, I like to think of him as a good guy. But everyone hates on him. He's got like a level head, but yeah, everyone everyone seems to hate on him because of a bad deed he has done in the past, which us viewers do not know about, which is why he's been trapped in this house for 100 years.
1: And are we going to find out what this bad deed is?
0: Well, I think we get a lot of detail about what it's what kind of actions he did. Um, I don't think we get the 100% full story, but it looks like it's a bad thing and we get to see his sort of regret and how grief-stricken he still is about what he did. Um, And in part two, Chase basically said, it's definitely getting to Ambrose in the second season. Uh, Sabrina's self actualization following a big choice at the end of season one uh, makes her family go through some consequences of her actions. And he, quote... Will definitely suffer more than she does in this se- season.
1: So, is he going to die?
0: That's <laughs> what I'm assuming. I'm a yeah. couple episodes away from the end, and it looks like he is going to bite the dust, I think, personally. Uh. I don't know if they will because he's a really big part of the show, but if he did, that would be a big thing.
1: See, look, I'm getting involved already. I, I just like was mourning him.
0: <laughs> I <know>. And he's <laughs> excellent as well.
1: Yeah, so he sounds like a really kind of good character and who else have we got the ants in it as well
0: yeah so hilda and zelda spellman are in it um miranda otto is zelda and she's really really harrowing and she loves magic and she loves being evil and a witch and everything and uh lucy davis is hilda oh, and i love her she's just lovely she's the nicest aunt she's always making yeah. you know magic cookies and stuff <laughs> yeah. it's really good really good like i said it's different but it's still good it's still there
1: so would you argue that it's teenage witch but like times 10 to the power of darkness yeah absolutely <laughs> and you could tell i did rubbish in maths
0: <laughs> that's absolutely what it is it's still the teenage witch but a lot darker and for the american horror story generation kind of thing that's what i see from it
1: yeah okay so american horror story i can get involved with that um is it a bit like coven coven yeah however you say it a bit like that,
0: yeah? Yeah, a bit like that. There's a bits of gore here and there, which are quite Ooh. horrible. There are some uh, demons, like huge, like Buffy masks and stuff like yeah. that, which are really, really good. Um, yeah, lots of lots of good stuff like the American Horror Story Coven.
1: Okay, but does Sabrina end up with Harvey?
0: That is a continuing thing my friend <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm sorry I'm not gonna delve into it but it, that is the main plot point for me I'm just waiting for their relationship to blossom in the way that I want
1: in the way that we've seen previously yeah. of course <laughs>
0: it's never gonna be like you said Melissa Joan Hart and Harvey in the Teenage Witch but it's it's good I like it
1: okay so um what's your kind of predictions for season two uh sorry season three obviously um viewers will have seen maybe Ambrose die mm-hmm do no, we think that the story is going to wrap up in season two?
0: No. So we know there's a part three and a part four coming. Uh, and I feel like Sabrina's maybe vying for a lot more power in the Church of Night. Um, the Church of Night. I know. <laughs> she's she's really hating on uh, Father Blackwood at the moment. And I feel like maybe she'll go for his position in the Church of Night. Maybe out him and try and get her own sort of following as it were, uh, which would be really cool and uh, also really harrowing because The Church of Night does some really horrible things as you learn throughout season two.
1: I mean, they sound pretty bad. Yeah. And if I know anything from Game of Thrones, it's not to trust the knight. Exactly.
0: (laughs) It is full of terrors.
1: (laughs) Um, So basically, why why should I watch it? Because I'm kind of tempted now. And it's mainly because of Ambrose because he sounds like a
0: sweetheart. The magic is it totally subverts your 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 expectation from teenage witch is all dark magic like I said there's some raising of the dead there's some hexing people there's all sorts of really cool dark magic um, kian and Shipka who plays sabrina Spellman is really good and she's not really been in much else other than mad men all uh, right I, I believe I haven't seen mad men but I believe that was kind of a bit part more than anything um she's really good in it chance Podomo not just because I've spoken to him but him as Ambrose is Incredible, <laughs> like I said, Shakespearean. He just reams off these lines of dialogue that are just beautiful and harrowing and really good. Um, and the mystery really gets me in this. It's a really good sort of popcorn Riverdale esque mystery where there's a bad guy, but what's going to happen? Oh, like it's just really good stuff.
1: Okay, so on the subject of Riverdale, I really m- whispering don't like it. Oh dear. <laughs> um, will I like Sabrina if I don't particularly? enjoy watching riverdale
0: i think there's a good chance you may not enjoy sabrina if you don't like riverdale um similar themes right similar themes similar styles a lot of teenage drama really hammed up quite a lot but i think you owe it to yourself as a teenage witch fan (laughs) to go and try it out because it is it is good fun
1: because i've heard melissa john hart has actually given her blessing for it and she's like really happy with it
0: yeah and you know I'm I'm following Melissa, whatever she says I'm in.
1: I actually read today that she is up for a cameo.
0: I would love to see her, I think and I would love to see would her. Would that be too much? No. <laughs> I'd love to see her just play a role, like the whole thing. I I'd know, be in. she's lovely. How good with that?
1: I mean this is turning into a <laughs> Melissa John Hart appreciation. Hey, podcast. If she wants to come
0: on, that's great.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's Melissa, we want you. <laughs> Please. Um yeah, so basically I think I might give it a go. Do it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, fine. (laughs) Done. So here on Netflix, as I'm sure you're well familiar with now, we like to give you guys some hints on what you're going to want to watch next.
0: That's right. It's recommendation time. And there is truly nothing better to start with than Riverdale, as we have mentioned. It's made by the same team who creates The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, the CW, Roberto Aguero Sacasa. And uh, the hit Netflix show has taken the world by storm, as we as we already know. Um, If you don't know about Jughead Jones, Archie Andrews or Betty Cooper, then really, where have you been, Helen?
1: sorry (laughs) so
0: very basically Archie Andrews is the main character based on the Archie comics and uh he lives in this perfect town Riverdale but it's not as it seems as we've alluded to there are some dark mysteries and you know bad goings on and it ramps up very quickly and it gets very dark
1: so yeah a lot of people really want to see it cross over with Sabrina since it is in the same universe right
0: and I couldn't help but ask Chance if that's going to happen and uh he Couldn't confirm anything, obviously. But he said, and I quote, I would definitely enjoy seeing Jughead Jones and Ambrose talk existential philosophy over milkshakes at Pops and then going to solve a murder mystery. That would be pretty sweet. Which is encompassing what Riverdale is. Literally, that means nothing. (laughs) That
1: means nothing to me. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Pops is the diner. They get milkshakes there. They go solve murders. It's a really good, silly show. And if you like one, you're probably going to like the other.
1: And do you think it would work?
0: The crossover? Yeah. I think it would, but... I think it would need to be done very carefully because Riverdale is very set in reality even that's a silly show it's very set in reality there's no magic there's no you know other forces whereas every episode of Sabrina has some sort of mention of the devil or you know a demon walking into a room so they would need to be super careful with how they're gonna
1: and in terms of the geography of it are -hmm. they close oh yeah Greendale
0: and Riverdale neighboring towns
1: Oh, Greendale. Greendale,
0: right. yes, that's where Sabrina right. lives.
1: Green, Greendale and Riverdale. Yeah. And is there any more that could potentially come into this world?
0: Um, I don't know. I can't think of another town. I think there may be another, but
1: <laughs> there must be a few there's dales. There's gotta be another. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We're we yeah. gonna get that Emmerdale or something. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine the Dingle family over
0: <laughs> turning up at the Spellman's mortuary?
1: Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh
0: my god, that's the crossover I need now. <laughs>
1: yeah, forget about Riverdale. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, no, that that could be pretty good, especially for fans of the show that've invested in it. Agreed. Um, but if you want to continue down the spooktastic line, look no further than Netflix original, The Haunting of Hill House. The show is based on a novel by Shirley Jackson of the same name and follows a family who grew up in one of the spookiest houses in America. In the present day, the house is abandoned, but there's ghosts out there who continue to haunt them. The family try to end the horror there for good, but when they return to that home, they discover that the nightmare has only just started. Would you watch it?
0: I have watched it and it is incredible. It makes you guess and it's really emotional as well. It's got a lot of family overtones in it that uh, you don't expect at the beginning. And another fantastic show you definitely don't want to miss is American Horror Story. It's the anthology series we've mentioned and it's different every year. It has a different theme, but it always has pretty much the same cast. Uh, Look out for Coven, as we've mentioned in particular, that follows a group of witches trying to sort of make their mark in the world. Uh, It You know, they struggle against the evil forces across the country and each other as well, which is really cool and interesting.
1: Yeah, and I have to say, American Horror Story is one of my favorites that's on Netflix at the minute. I mean, it's not a Netflix original, but thank God it's there. What a fun show and what a good idea. Like, I think more shows should kind of take. Kind of lessons from it, you know, keeping the same cast but switching up completely different every year.
0: Yeah, we need a good anthology series like that. Love, Death and Robots came out a little while ago, and every episode's different, different world, different universe. And it was really done well with the same cast, yeah, yeah, bits and bobs of the same cast here and there. So it was, um, it was really good, it was interesting.
1: It really works though. And you know, you what I found quite enjoyable is when you start a new season, you're like, right, who's going to be the bad guy? Because Mm -hmm. last year they were the good guy, they were the hero. And it's really interesting how they switch it up and I think it must be really interesting for the stars as well Absolutely. to be a part of this. Agreed. <laughs> Done. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining us to chat about the chilling adventures of Sabrina.
0: So what was your verdict? Are you going to go do it?
1: Um, I think... I might, and I've never wanted to wrap up an episode so quickly to go and binge a show before.
0: Brilliant. My work here is done.
1: (laughs) So without further ado, if you liked what you heard, please like, subscribe, comment, and tell your friends about us. And come and join in the debate on Twitter. We're on at Netflixpod, and we'll be teasing details of our next episode there.
0: Next week, we're going to get hyped for the new season of Rick and Morty, which is hopefully, please, coming soon. Uh, To celebrate, I have recently chatted to Matt Brady to find out what he thinks could potentially come next.
1: Yeah. And he's written this really exciting book, right? Mm-hmm. So what what's that about? So
0: he's written a book about the science in the show, Rick and Morty, and how it's grounded in reality and how a lot of it is real. Like it could definitely absolutely happen. It's grounded in so much reality that it's based off of real life. It's super interesting. I've got through like a good chunk of the book now. And after speaking to him, it's just kind of harrowing. <laughs> okay. Lots of this real stuff can happen.
1: I can't wait to hear what he has to say next week. And I'm going to have to panic binge Rick and Morty because, again, I haven't seen that one.
0: You'll love it. It's like nothing else. It's really good. It's crazy.
1: And you listeners will not want to miss this. We'll see you next week.